God is at work among us in our lives and through our ministries, and for Ben Phillips, God's work in his life has meant a change for him and his family. Now, this former youth pastor from the Panhandle is now serving in a new role with the Evangelism Outreach Ministry, Dare to Share. Ben, welcome back to the Morning Conversation. Hey, thanks for having me. Glad to be back. Last time we had you on, you were a youth pastor, and Jesus was doing some cool things through you and your ministry, and uh, you've made a change since that time. So bring the MyBridge Radio family into uh, kind of the current post God has you in. Absolutely. I was uh, on staff with Mitchell Berean Church out in Mitchell, Nebraska, way on the west end of the state. Uh, Last time I was on and uh, um, since then, I've actually been brought on staff with Dare to Share Ministries out of Denver, Colorado. Uh, getting to do uh, work there uh, with them. I live still in Nebraska, but get to work uh, remotely and then travel around. And what I focus on is training leaders mm. uh, in how to be gospel advancing is what we would say. Uh, and so we want to raise up gospel advancing leaders. That's leaders who share Jesus personally mm. and mobilize teens to do the same. Yeah. And so uh, that's that's my role is getting to train trainers, really. Yeah. So number of people in the my, my Bridgerator family would be aware of Dare to Share because it's been around for a while, but some people still knew. Give us a real thumbnail sketch of Dare to Share. What is that ministry? Absolutely. So Dare to Share uh, is focused on seeing every teen everywhere hear the gospel from a friend. Mm. Uh, and so what we what we aim for is this. We, we know that God's plan to reach the world is through the local church. That's his desire. And so as a parachurch ministry, it's coming alongside the church and and we work to energize the church with this focus to mobilize their teens to gospelize their world. Uh, There's over 1 billion teens on the planet right now. Just about 3% of the population of teens lives in the United States. Mm. And with that 3%, that's where I get to mainly focus on with that. But as Dare to Share, we focus globally uh, with partners around the world uh, to raise up, uh, honestly, an army of teenagers equipped with the gospel to carry it out to their peers because they are the best tool to be able to reach their own generation. Mm. Uh, And so we work with leaders and churches and pastors and youth pastors uh, and try to equip them to be able to train up their teens to send them out into places that the church really isn't welcomed into, but these teens are in every single day Mm. uh, to carry the gospel with boldness. You know, Ben, one of the things I I so appreciate about the Dare to Share ministry is that it really aligns with what something I've thought for a long time about as far as evangelism is, is concerned. I just remember at one point thinking, it's odd that we, in a sense, it's not wrong. It's just interesting how we create ministries to reach into areas that have Christians in those areas. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So whether it's an athletic ministry that's trying to reach athletes, well, there's Christian athletes and coaches in there. Let's raise those people up. Yeah. Student ministry, yes, but like let's lift up those Christian students and invest in them so that God can use them to change the lives of their peers. So I love that about Absolutely. the Dare to Share. Yeah, I mean, it's it, truly when you look at the, the ministry of Jesus, that was his model. Jesus had crowds that would gather to him and he would mm-hmm. preach and he would teach. But what did he really do that we see set set the whole movement on fire? Mm-hmm. Well, it was honestly when he left and the Holy Spirit came, but he had equipped this small group of believers to to carry out the gospel with boldness into their uh, into their world. And, and so I love it because you get to see his disciple 
purpose-driven ministry where he focused heavily on these few and equipped them to then carry out a movement that continued to multiply instead of just be, well, we can reach one large crowd at a time. Right. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing how slow the math is when we're still, when we're, you're reaching a thousand people a day mm. compared to when you have people making disciples yeah. over the same amount of time. It's incredible to see the difference. Ben, let's, let's talk about your journey a little bit more here on the front end of how did God lead you to redirecting your path? Yeah. So I grew up with my dad was a pastor in local church. And so we had to do a lot of ministry hands-on all through my, my teenage years. I got to be heavily involved with things. And when I was 19, stepping out of, out of high school is when I actually stepped into my first role as a youth pastor. Uh, and so I've been doing this for 15 years. It's all I knew was local church ministry in different contexts. The staples that had been involved in all of that was Dare to Share. Since I was a sixth grade student, I'd been going to Dare to Share conferences. Mm. It's how I knew uh, and learned things about the gospel to be able to carry them out. And the crisis of belief that really came in was this, is when Dare to Share reached out to me saying, hey, would you consider coming on staff with us to to do this? All I knew was local church ministry. They were just asking me about that 3%, the, just the students in the United States, mm. you know, coming on to focus on a, a team that would lead that area. And it just started getting overwhelming to me. Uh, thinking about that. I sat down with one of the elders of my church and uh, just getting to talk uh, to him about it and and saying, I just, I, I don't know what I need. I don't know what what's missing because I, I love Dare to Share and what they're about. I love the church and, and what the church is for. And, and I love getting to do these things. And I really feel God is calling me, but I, I'm just unsure. Uh, and he looked at me and he said, sometimes we seek peace, but a lot of times we seek a piece of the puzzle. You need to quit trying to seek a piece of the puzzle. Hmm. Because you're looking for something that's going to make it look like it fits. And that's not how God works. Mm. God is going to give you peace and he's going to ask you to step out in faith. Even though Dare to Share was asking me to move from where I was to go to a place that things were going to be different and risky. My wife really did not want to move to a big city and do those things. We came to this crisis moment of, of me realizing, you know, it sounds foolish for us to go into something that's unknown, but it feels faithless for us to stay where we're at. Mm. Yeah, we made a decision and, and I called Dare to Share and said, you know, we're in. Uh, we'll come. We'll move there. And and on the phone with that, they said, well, what if you didn't have to move for now? What if you could stay where you're at? My wife, who'd been shedding tears for a couple hours leading into the conversation, started shedding tears for a few hours after because it was awesome. just we saw God's provision in the midst of it of just going, hey, I, I see you where you're at. I see the concerns. I see the struggles. Let me take care of you and still bring you into what I've called you to do. One thing I find that sometimes and maybe it's too many times youth leaders can think that youth ministry just is about fun and games. But what have you found to be true? But we talk about it, Dare to Share a lot, as we talk about the youth ministry box. And there's a lot of things within that box. Uh, things like pizza is in that box and dodgeball is in that box. And those are good things. We love those things. It's really easy to build a, what we would call a ministry that attracts people in, especially when it comes to teenagers, when we're, our focus is much more on winning their approval. What's missing from the youth ministry box oftentimes is evangelism and discipleship and being a gospel-centered and gospel-advancing ministry because the gospel is offensive to our culture. We kind of avoid it. And honestly, we don't need to, but we believe for some reason that it's going to cause us as a youth leader to be rejected. 
when a youth leader finally goes, okay, you know what? This is what God has called me into this role for is to carry the gospel to these students, to equip them with the gospel and raise up disciples to do exactly what Jesus called us to do. It is amazing to see how much different their ministry looks because instead of it being based on programs, it's based on values. We call it a brand new way of doing ministry that's 2000 years old. I found that, you know, the world will always outdo us in fun. But man, what we have is truth. When I was working with youth, I saw kids that would come because they were experiencing life there, not because we were just playing silly games. So we did that too. Well, it's, I, it's something I always tell leaders is that you won't ever out entertain the world. You can't win that. They pull out their phone and they can look at whatever they want. I think about Paul when he talks about holding fast to the gospel and not listening or, or accepting another gospel. As he says, are we here to earn the approval of man? Right. Is that what I'm about? Or am I here to honor God? Hmm. That's the call that I had to come back to as a youth leader. I've gotten really focused on I want to be accepted in areas that I not, not necessarily was accepted when I was in, in high school and middle school. And so I fought for that at places where I'd feel that pull and that insecurity and then having to realize and remember, am I here to win the approval of man? Or am I here to focus on what God has called me to, to hold fast to the gospel, no matter how uh, offensive it seems to some? Why am I so focused on things that that may last me about 10 minutes of feeling like I'm part Hmm. and still leave them empty for eternity? I had to come to that realization as a youth leader and, and honestly repent from where I had been. Ben, I'd love to hear a story of a student who embraced the message that Derek Deshier communicates. Uh, her name's Kenna, and Kenna's in, in college now and, and actually just got married this last year. And one of the things I love about Kenna is that Derek Deshier, we use a simple acrostic that goes through the, the word gospel, and, it, and we call it life in six words. Super easy tool to use to remember the message of the gospel, to learn it and to be able to articulate it out clearly. Uh, and, and I remember training all of these students in this and, and kind of really grasping hold of not just that message, but the values of what it's about. During high school, we got to see her engage in different things. She stepped up as a leader. She led other students. But what I really loved and what I felt like was was a true sign of her having embraced and carried this out was when Kenna graduated out of high school and started going to college. And I started getting messages regularly from her of saying, hey, I just got the opportunity to share the gospel with mm. this friend. Hey, we're in a conversation randomly uh, just about some things and church came up and, and we started talking over the next few hours. I got to go through the gospel with five of my friends. And I loved this because it was her realizing that these values, that this truth of the gospel, it's not something that I necessarily have to be punching people in the face with, but I need to start seeing how often it is relevant to the conversation. And she started making it something that she was about. It was fun hearing uh, stories from uh, her friends uh, over those years of them, you know, saying things like, well, yeah, she's always talking about this because for her, the gospel was something not only that she believed, but it was something she knew she needed to share because of how important it was. And she had learned to articulate it clearly and carry it out. I've got so many stories from outside of my group, from within my group of students that ran with it. But that that was one that I loved just because we got to see something go on beyond. Right. Absolutely. Got planted in her and it, it was no longer part of a program at all. It was just her living out her faith in the place that God had placed her. And that's beautiful. That's Absolutely. Awesome. That's yeah. Wonderful. And that's our heart in this is, is I look and say, okay, so Kenna goes from being a, a student that's a, equipped with the gospel to being one who's now leading others. 
and she becomes a gospel advancing leader, which then reproduces more leaders and more students that are equipped with the gospel. And that's what I love about seeing somebody really embrace this as a teen and carry this through as a teenager into adulthood. Uh, and it's it's such an exciting thing to look back and see all that. Ben, people listening this morning, they're hearing some pretty cool, exciting things. What would it look like for a youth worker to tap into you? Well, absolutely. You know, it, what's exciting is is I get to go and, and do trainings in different places. Then on top of it, the most interaction I get to have with leaders is actually outside of events because we're pretty easy to contact. And, and we have not just myself, but a whole team uh, at Dare to Share that is all about equipping leaders for this to carry this out. And so uh, dare to share.org uh, is the website that you can jump on. And there's all sorts of incredible things to equip and, and help you with it. We had donors come in that made it so that we could make all of our uh, curriculum, all of the books that we have online, everything completely free. Uh, we've got podcast that goes on every single month from the founder, Greg Steer. Starting on April 20th, we're actually doing monthly gospel advancing webinars that I get to help train leaders through that. And so I'm super excited about these things. And these are all areas that leaders can get tied in. One of the main parts of my role is this, is that we want to create gospel advancing networks within your community that are groups of leaders coming together that are focused not just on, okay, we're in the same field. And so we encourage each other and connect. There's that part of it, but we're here together with the focus of reaching every teen in our community with the gospel. And that's through us reaching our own teens to send them out in it. And so um, we have about 31 of those uh, networks right now across the country. Uh, and, and I've done the math. And in order to truly get the impact and reach we need, I need like 3,000 of those networks just in the United States alone. And so that would be a way to equip all of the youth leaders that we need uh, to, to start reaching the number of teens needed across the United States to engage every teen. That's the goal uh, that we're working towards right now. And so leaders, I've got so many different things for you that I'd love to equip and connect with you over. Hear this. I I still work. I get to at my church work with the third and fourth graders. They're not letting me work with the teenagers anymore as much, but I'm working with the third and fourth graders, equipping them with these same things. And what I love about it is I'm, I'm still in the trenches with you. This isn't, isn't you know, all of us at Dare to Share, we we serve in our churches. We're part with these things because we're, we're in the trenches with you. And, and so it's not you talking to somebody who's been out of it for a long time. I would love to connect with you to equip and, and see students carry these things out. Ben, give us a 90 second training on one of the tools. One of the, the main tools that we use is called the Life in Six Words. It's, it's our acrostic for the gospel. We have an app that's actually used all over the world called Life in Six Words, a super easy tool for sharing the gospel. But it, here, here is that acrostic really simply. It starts with G for the word gospel there, but it's God created us to be with him. Hmm. Our sins separate us from God. Sins cannot be removed by good deeds. So paying the price for sin, Jesus died and rose again. Now, everyone who trusts in him alone has eternal life and life with Jesus starts now and lasts forever. Mm -hmm. What I love about this tool is it's really simple thing. I memorized that when I was a seventh grader and I still remember it and get to use it to this day. And it starts feeling a little robotic when you memorize something like that. But as you articulate it out, as you can uh, practice with this and grow with this, it is amazing how it just becomes kind of a backbone, a framework mm -hmm. for, for building off gospel presentation. And so that's a tool that, that we've used and we've actually, we're working on translating that into so many different languages around the world to have in that app. 
Uh, that's one of the things that the team I'm part of gets to do. Uh, and so we work with partners on the ground in those places to translate that tool out. That's one that that we use to equip leaders and students at the same time uh, to be able to carry out the gospel in a clear way, to start gospel conversations where they ask somebody what they believe. They can admire things about their belief and then admit why they put their faith in Jesus. Uh, and, and so those are some of the tools that we use in just a short little snap, yeah, <laughs> snapshot it. here. Ben, before we let you go, speak to parents for a moment. So lots of parents listening. Yes. Give them a word of encouragement, one piece of advice that you would give to parents. Oh, parents, don't be afraid to be the main spiritual leader in your student's life. Amen. That is your calling. Mm. It's so easy for us as parents. You know, I've got two kids of my own. It's easy for me to put them in a program that will train them up. But that's not like most of the time that they have growing up is with you. You have an an incredible amount of time uh, to start pouring into them. And so start thinking about areas in your life that you've nece- not necessarily been focused where you need to and realize that your job as parenting is not just to teach them behavioral things. Your job is to raise a disciple. Mm-hmm. Uh, one who follows Jesus, who's going to carry these things out as well. And so start thinking of those things. And with your teenagers, have real conversations. Talk to them about where they're at spiritually. Ask them, get in the car and just drive around, go pick up a, a soda or an ice cream and sit down and have a real conversation where you listen to where they're at so that you know how to come alongside them the best way. Well, Ben, it has been so good getting a chance to catch up with you this morning and to hear about the faith steps that you've taken into this new ministry adventure with Dare to Share. Thanks so much for spending the morning with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Such a good time. Every single time, it's been wonderful to be on with you.